Did you know that on average, people spend 75 hours planning out their dream vacations? That is a lot of time to do a lot of research. Well, if you join me inside today's episode where I speak to my guest, Shantha Money, she is a travel concierge. We can find out lots and tips and tricks that will help you along the way. Check us on inside. Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, where we are changing the aging narrative. I'm your host, Joanne Newaduck, and I'm thrilled to bring you stories that matter and celebrate your place in the world. As an advocate for lifelong learning, health, and women's empowerment, I believe it's never too late to live the life you've always imagined. Through lively and informative interviews with inspiring guests, We'll explore a wide range of topics relevant to our global sisterhood of vibrant, inquiring women just like you. Join me for today's episode and let's start changing the aging narrative together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. We are talking all about travel, what are trends, what can you be doing, and just The world has opened up and to my understanding, people are going in droves to destinations and dream destinations. And I get to welcome my guest, Shantha Money. I love that name. You have the best name ever. Welcome, Shantha. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me with you today. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Now, just hold on for one second, then we're going to dive into our conversation. I just want to read just a little bit about who you are. Shantha Money is a speaker, author, and travel concierge extraordinaire. She is the CEO and co-owner of Luxury Destinations Concierge, a travel concierge company specializing in small ship cruising and expedition travel. I love this term travel concierge versus travel agent. So why don't we kick off the conversation first with what's the difference? What does that mean? Yeah, uh, what we pride ourselves in, Joanne, is of being a concierge service. We would take we take care of our clients from the time they leave home till the time they get back. So mm-hmm. whether we are, you know, we do all the planning before you go, but also while you're traveling, I've had clients in Europe, you know, they Things, you know, they have a question or they want to add on something, wherever they may be, we are there for them, you know, whatever time, middle of the night for us, which could be midday time for them, but we are there for them. So that's what we pride ourselves in being a concierge. That makes a huge difference. Like, I know why I think that would be important, but I'm curious as to, like, why is that important as opposed to lots of times people just book their own travel which I personally is like, I do that. I'm going to go see my family. I just book a flight. But when we take a trip, there are so many more pieces. Like what is the advantage to um, having a concierge? Yeah, the the advantage of doing it with somebody who you can trust and know and who's been there or, you know, has connections for where you're going to, if anything should happen, you know, we've had situations where we've heard of um, situations where people go and the hotel is not exactly what they thought it was going to be mm. because things are, you know, things are not always what they appear on the web, right? Absolutely. Or it may be something that, you know, they, they, they had an issue where they, they couldn't, you know, couldn't get that resolved or 
didn't know how to get it resolved. So we are there for them. So that's what we are there for. Um, just handing, hold, handing their, holding their hands and walking through with them their journey, not physically, but we are there with them all the time. Yeah, it, absolutely. Well, my mind goes back to when the world turned upside down. I had a daughter that was going to school and she was doing a semester abroad. And suddenly it was like we had to get her home. I like, thank goodness I had a friend who was a travel agent and she was the one, like I would have been just on hold for hours and hours because you got used to have a little bit of the back door, right? <laughs> like the, the back office way of getting things done, which is fantastic. Yeah. Now, Shanta, you and I met um, a few months ago and I was at a, a wonderful business retreat and I just... I love getting to know you and I love some of the stories that you were sharing and you have such a wealth of information. I'm just curious. Um, first, how did you get into this business? You've been in it for almost a couple of decades, correct? What yeah, close, to, close to a couple of decades. We've been, uh, we started our business 17 years ago. Um, but I think my love for travel grew right from the time when we, when I was growing up. Yeah, um, we grew up in India. Um, you know, my dad. We didn't really get to travel till after his retirement age, when we really had the m money and the things to be able to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So we did. We did a lot of um, domestic travel, but uh, but he did take us to a couple of uh, international travel as well. So that was a joy okay. just to be able to spend time as a family doing that. Um, so when I uh, graduated, I knew that I need want to do something in the travel industry. So I took some courses, did you know, went to do, did some certifications. And um, when we first started our business, my uh, my desire was just to help families because mm. I think a lot of families don't know or don't have don't know that it can be done. Mm -hmm. uh, and really, it makes such a difference when young you travel with your children while they are young. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are hesitant to do that, but it just opens up the world to them and they get so much out of just that the world outside their own little bubble, right? And, Absolutely. And it really opens, depending on where you're going to, uh, it really opens up to help to, for them to realize how blessed they are. Um, so I must admit, I am the most grateful. Like I truly feel in gratitude in my heart when I have traveled and then return to Canada. I'm grateful for the opportunity to travel and to travel and be welcomed around the world. But when I return to my own country and just the blessings that we have here, it's quite incredible. Mm -hmm. So I want to check with you, um, kind of pick your brain. Can you think, yeah. and I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't give you any warning here. Can you give us maybe three to five absolute must know tips to travel? Okay. Um, one of the mo um, most important things that when you're thinking of traveling, you know, I'm, I'm talking more about the international travel here. Yes, we'll of course. That and then we'll Not go so back much domestic, just going to go see a friend. We're talking, you're leaving your country, whether you're leaving from, you're in the States, I'm in Canada right now. So leaving North America, going off on some cool adventure trip. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, it's always good to have your passport, get a passport. Get it updated. Make sure it's current because you never know when you're going to need it. Um, mm. A lot of people just try to get their passport. Okay, I got my trip and now I'm going to go and get my passport. Sometimes it's too late to do that. Especially be, There's long lines. 
right? So get your passport before you even book a trip. And and is there a set rule? I've heard that you need to make sure that the expiry date is a minimum of six months off. Like you can have a valid passport, but it expires in two months and they won't let you in a country. They want it's six months That's after true. you return to your home, to the home country. So it's not in six months from your travel date. So you could be traveling for a month, but it has to be six months from your return to the country date. Oh, oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's number one. All that's about one. passports. The other thing when we're talking about passport, make sure you have at least three blank pages. And depending if you're going to a multi-country destination, which has multi-countries, you probably need a lot more than that. Um, They always want you to make sure that you have enough blank pages because if your passport gets full and they don't have a place to stamp, you know, that's going to be an issue there. Do they stamp passports? Because I must admit, I have traveled a lot and I'm kind of sad that I don't even have like some stamps on some of them. Some of them, it's all electronic now and you don't even get that fun stamp. Yeah, especially if you're going, you know, there are a lot of them don't have those stamps, but uh, usually okay. most of the times when you enter, say if you're going to Europe, for example, you'll get the stamp when you arrive into whichever country you're going to. But then when you're going in, into in, within Europe, you know, you always don't get stamps in each of the That's countries. That's true. You, right? You don't That's need true, it. It's opened up. So opened up there. So you really don't need that. But the okay. main thing is make, keep, make sure you have a passport. Um, you know, I've come across a situation where somebody needed to travel out of the country due to a family emergency and they didn't have a passport. So that kind oh, of okay. really, you know, hinders them from wanting to be able to do what they want to do. So that's my Excellent. one thing about the passports. Awesome. Okay. Number two, what else? Number is two really is when you're traveling, um, make sure you do things or be aware of the situation around you, just as you would be aware of any situation when you're traveling in a city here. Uh, just because you're elsewhere, you know, sometimes we tend to forget we tend to be lax or we may mm-hmm. do things that we don't usually do around here because you hear sometimes you hear a lot about the crime in different places. Yeah. And that it's it's true in any city, even over here, you know, there's crime in the cities, but you always got to be aware of your surroundings, but also be be responsible. Mm-hmm. Don't do things that you wouldn't normally do in your hometown or in a city uh, domestically. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, just because you're an international country and you think it's all safe, don't go out in the middle of the night all on your own and try to hang out. And, you know, that's that's asking for trouble. So just it's true aware of the surroundings and make sure that you stay safe. Absolutely. It's not about being scared, but it's being, about being aware and 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 not doing. Yeah. Because you said it seems so romantic. I'm going to go for this walk and the pretty lights. But if you're not aware of the area you're in, excellent. What else is a really good tip? The other good tip, and this is one of my safety tips, and I, I'll share this with you, is when since we're talking about safety, is um, when you go out, always you know take a take a card, business card from the from the hotel, right? So that. When you're in a country where you don't, you know, maybe people don't understand you, take the business card from them. And also when you get into a taxi or Uber, that's even over here, you know, you can do that wherever you go. Make sure you take a picture of that. And if you need to send it to somebody just to make sure that you're safe, that's a really good safety tip. Do that. And, um, you know, you can even leave it with somebody else that, you know, you're going to go there, you're going on this trip, you're going to do this and here's my 
cab or whoever that you know if you if you're taking a tour and if you organize it with someone that's organizing it for you i'm not talking about those those kind of situations it's just a situation where you either have to get an uber or a taxi and you're just getting into an unknown just yeah. make sure you well sometimes even you know i want to touch base on kind of what you organize here with the small cruise ships and and the expedition type travel and adventures but I love that tip, like the idea of just take the business card because I've known people where they've gone out and then they could not get their taxi driver to understand what they were saying, where they right. wanted to go. They didn't know what location. They literally mm -hmm. just went, I'm going off exploring this city. Now they were totally yeah. traveling on their own. So I really love that trip or that tip for the trip. Um, so let's, let's touch base on what you specialize in which is small. So explain what you mean by small ship. We all think of these cruise ships. There's like, I think of, I don't know, carnival and there's thousands of people hanging off the edges. Tell me more about what you organize. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a clientele for everything, right? There are people who love the large ships and we help them with that. You know, like the Royal Caribbean is coming out with 7,000 passengers on their ship. It's, it's like a <laughs> mini city, city, right? Um, yeah, but we also yeah. love working with our clients, working with smaller ships, which are like 300 passengers or the okay. river cruise ships, which are like 150 to 190 passengers. Those creating more. Yeah. You know, that's more of an um, intimate experience. You get to know the staff, the staff gets to know you. And most of those mm -hmm. ships, you have a high staff to guest ratio. So you, you know, you get that personal attention and, um, that's the thing that the clients love. They love the exclusiveness. They love the attention that they get. And they get love, love that they're able to interact with the rest of the, of the guests as well as with the crew. So that's mm -hmm. where our small ship cruising comes. And it, um, it could be an expedition cruise or it could just be one of the river cruises or even just one of the smaller luxury cruise lines. Yeah. So river cruises honestly mm -hmm. fascinate me. They look phenomenal going along the river and, and you're seeing all these, I don't know, I'm seeing the ones in Europe and there's little castles on the side. So explain to me how that works. So if you're going, does it cruise at night? And then during the day you have like a little port, you get out and do whatever excursions that day. Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. I love this um, saying that one of the cruise lines has put that one. There's a tagline kind of saying, it says, you know, ocean cruises take you to the cities which is true, you know, you're go sailing on the ocean and you dock yeah. at the city, but the river cruises take you through the cities. Oh, of course. Because all the rivers are really flowing through the cities and the towns. True. So when, right when you're cruising down, yeah, so they really take you through the city. So typically what they usually do is unless they, they have an overnight port where they're staying overnight, usually they will sail at night and then you could have one or two ports during the day depending on the distance that they have. So you really dock, right? When you're going on a river cruise, you can see this land on both sides. So it's not like yeah. you've seen a vast uh, body of water. Yeah. So it kind yeah. of makes it very interesting, just as you're sailing by, looking at the life over there, the towns, you know, people standing there and waving to you. And so it's, and then you dock right to the port, at the port where you just have to get off and walk right into town. That's a bonus because some of the big cruises and, and there are bonuses for the big cruises, but the big cruise you're queuing up to then take their little, I don't know, tender back and forth yes. and, and mm -hmm. 
and you just have a set amount of time. So with the river cruise, you can tell I'm, you know, I want to go on one of these at some point. Uh, with the river cruises, I assume you have breakfast on the boat, maybe during the day you leave and lunch out there. And then do you have dinner in on the land or do you come back to the boat for dinner? Or both ends? No, the, all, the, all the meals, all your meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner is on the ship. Oh, okay. uh, unless they have an excursion. Sometimes they have an excursion where they have dinner on, at a restaurant or at a venue on, okay. on, on land. But most of the time you're, you're back on the ship for that. All your, uh, your drinks during lunches and dinner. Now I'm talking about not all cruise lines are the same, yep. but I'm talking about the really good ones that we work with. You know, they usually have their, all the drinks during lunches and dinner are included. Uh, one of the cruise lines has a happy hour before dinner. So you have drinks during that time. So that's included. But the beauty of it is you have all your shore excursions are included. So um, they could have three different types of excursions and you can take part uh, in one of them. You can, if you have time, you can take part in two of them. Um, And so everything is included. So pretty much once you pay for a river cruise, um, again, I got to put this preface, all cruise lines are not the same but the really good ones usually have everything included. So once you pay for that, other than having to pay for, you know, maybe a spa treatment or an uh, outside the dinner time, you want to have a cocktail some, some other time, you know, you really can put your wallet away and you know what to expect. You don't have to spend anything more. So it's kind of like, you know, that's the, that's what people love. They don't want to be, you know, pay for the cruise and then come back with a big bill. Yeah. yeah. What I'm thinking, my mind's churning that I like this concept for maybe a reunion. Maybe there's a family reunion or if you're a business, like what a great way where everything's kind of taken care of there. So, but I want to move on to um, it's expedition travel. What right. defines, what, what determines that it's an expedition travel? Expedition travels are more some of the more, um, I wouldn't say too active one, but more of the adventurous kind. So, you know, expedition, if you're going to the uh, Arctic to see the polar bears, so that would be an expedition travel. If you're going to the Galapagos to see, you know, to sail around the islands and see the nature, that's an expedition. Safaris are expedition. There are a whole bunch of them, a lot of different places around the world. You know, they also have now Greenland is very popular. They have expedition travels to Greenland. And Iceland. So, um, I've had four yeah, friends just in the last couple of months go to Iceland and pet, post the most extravagant, gorgeous nature pictures ever. Yeah, Iceland is very popular. It's been popular for a while now. And it's it's so it's such a beautiful country and so diverse in the nature. Um and you know, you can go during the winter time and it's beautiful at that time and summertime of course you know you get those long daylight hours and it's so beautiful mm-hmm. down there nice nice okay so now i want to delve in a little bit more to you the woman behind this wonderful travel what are i hate to always say the top place you've ever traveled maybe the top two or three but what ones come to mind what are really memorable places you have been to a couple of my favorite ones, you can tell I like kind of love nature, um, is uh, our trip to the Galapagos. Uh, really love that. Um, we didn't do it too long. I, I still have to go back because we didn't get to visit all the islands because each island is different. Each island has got its own unique uh, wildlife, uh, you know, nature and animal oaks and birds there. 
Um, but that one is so pristine and so untouched. Um, uh, the, the animals and the birds are not afraid of you. You know, they walk right up to you. You have to step back. Wow. So, uh, so it's such a pretty beautiful place and highly recommend that if anyone gets a chance to do that. The best way so, to do so this. So while we're on that one, before you go to your next one, explain to me what it would look like going there. So are you on like a small cruise ship? Are you allowed onto the land or are you just looking from a distance? I'm just curious yeah. how they're balancing the tourism, mm -hmm. but still protecting the land. Right. Um, it's you know, the best way to see it is on a cruise. A cruise, you know, you, they have smaller vessels. They have like from 16 passengers to, you know, about a, a, a thousand passengers. They do have different okay. size of vessels that where you can go at, but they do control the number of landings that they can do it at a given time. So you're okay. not having a whole bunch of uh, ships or yachts or anything at there at a particular time. So, you know, they have that schedule where they can only have, you know, sometimes they even only like allow hundred people onto the island at a particular time. Okay. So that's the best way to see it because you do get off you have a naturalist guide with you uh, okay. and you get up and you walk around the island see the land you know the the, the landscape the nature the animals the birds um, and it's all it's almost like you're the naturalist with you all along really explaining to you everything that's happening around there and it's a really okay. education okay that's fantastic all right so galapagos is one of your top what else or african safari african safari okay yeah, what, yeah. Is there a country that you think is really good to do a safari in? Um, if you want to see a big concentration of different types of animals, um, the Tanzania in Kenya in the East Africa is is beautiful. Um, you you know they have the you know you can see the big fire there, and if you go during the July August uh, to Kenya Tanzania, you can see the migration where the animals migrate and they cross the rivers and big herds. Uh, nice. And so that, that's a great time, but you can, you know, it depends on which time of the year you want to go. If you go earlier during the year, you know, you can see the, the calves and the babies being born. You can see those. So there's just different times of the year. You can see different things. Um, but then if you want to see a big herd, uh, a lot of elephants, uh, and then you, you can also see the big fight there is in Botswana. I was so going to say, I have someone that just posted, I had a, in my, Facebook group, the fabulous at 50 sisterhood, we had um, a post just saying, you know, tell us where you've been that you think everyone should have an opportunity to go. What a beautiful, diverse um, suggestions that we had. And one of them, she talked about going to a, uh, a safari in Botswana. She loved mm -hmm. it. Hands down the best place she's ever been. Yeah, yeah. And again, in both in East Africa as well as in South Africa and Botswana, you can get lodges from different ranges, right? You can get just, you know, if somebody doesn't want to spend too much, you can find a really good lodge, uh, which is basic, but it's got everything that you need. You could go up to luxury tented lodges, you know, spend yeah, thousands glamping, of dollars a day to do it. The glamping. glamping. Yeah. 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 I mean, so just depending on what you are, what you are able to do and your price point, you want to keep it, we can always find something for you. And the, again, the safari is all inclusive, right? So you, everything in your safari would be included. Typically how a safari would work is you would wake up super early in the morning, um, go out on a safari. 
because you know you 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 have to go around the savannas to really see your wildlife. So the best time to do is when they're waking up and when they're coming out. So you do do a couple of hours of safari, and then you come back, have breakfast, and then you relax and re, re, you know in the lodges in the in the resorts, and then you take an evening safari again. So typically Fantastic. you can do those. Two. There are some places where you can do a whole day safari because you may have to drive out too far. So you, there are different ways to do it, but that's typically how safaris are done. Amazing. And and so what I'm hearing is that, so for a, a travel concierge, if someone wanted to take an amazing trip, they literally, they show up and then you start holding their hand saying, what's your budget? Where's your dream place? And you can, you know, because I know for myself, sometimes it's just, if I want to go somewhere, it's like, I don't know what I don't know. Right. I someone mm-hmm. could show up mm-hmm. and say, I want this in a a trip. Maybe they don't even know the country and you'd be able to say, if you considered this country or this type of adventure and yeah. that's such a wonderful service. Now, have you noticed that people are traveling more in this last year? Yes, big- they are. You know, because they hadn't traveled for a few years, people are traveling um, more longer trips. Uh, more of their bucket list trips, uh, right. and um, you know, it's no, it's very few of them. You know, they, especially when they're going on internationally, very few of them are just going for five days a week. It's usually two weeks, three weeks that they want to go and do it because wow. they haven't been you know, so long, and they, you know, they want to go out and start exploring again. Alrighty, well, we only mm-hmm. have a couple moments left. I want to end with asking you, what is on your bucket list? Where have where do you want to travel that you haven't yet traveled to? Yeah, my bucket list, which I'm hoping to do next year, is Antarctica. Uh, that's the seventh yeah. continent. We haven't been. We've been to everywhere else. Um, so working on the planning of planning of it right now. So hopefully by 2024, we, that should be, we should be that able to do fantastic. that. That is fantastic. I do have friends. This family is amazing. They have two adult children, but they started this when they were younger. And every few years, they do a true, um, this type of expedition type travel. The North Pole, they've done the Antarctica, um, Galapagos, I think. And just, I, mm-hmm. I'm i in awe of what they do. And, and they're not always for the faint of heart. Some of them are nice, easy trips and others are like, you have to be really prepared. So it's do your research yeah. and get somebody like mm-hmm. you, um, you know, having, having your back when you're traveling. So I'm going to put all of your contact information in the show notes. And uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you, and I, I want to just clarify this, obviously you're, you're based in the States, but mm-hmm. can you help anyone around the world take a trip? Like, People don't have to live in the States to work with you, I understand. No, no, they don't. Yeah, we have clients all over. They can do that. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. I think we'll have to do a repeat performance at some point in time because you are such a wealth of information. And I'm so happy that you're here with us today. And everyone that is listening in or watching, I highly recommend that you go and check out your website. If I'm correct, you have you have quite a bit of little information and tidbits on your website as well. Yes, we do. <laughs> Excellent. And why don't you do a little plug? You have your own show. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, I, I started a show called Inspiring Life Journeys. And the whole purpose of that show was really to talk to 
everyday people in life, you know their journey in life, because I think life is a journey just like travel. You learn from your experiences, and everybody's got a story from the time they were growing up to the time they're now. So that's what we do. We just talk with people about their journeys and what they can share to the world. Amazing, amazing. And I know you and I have plans for us to have a chat on that. So we'll yes, we do. meet up and do that soon. So I really appreciate that. Thanks for being here today and spread the word about Fabulous at 50 and our podcast, which is all about changing the aging narrative. Now, today we didn't specifically talk about that, but I, to me, it's more the fact that we're just talking about travel and traveling at any age and how people are getting out there really is changing that narrative because mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe we'll end. I'm going to extend this just for a minute more here. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be that people thought about cruises as like, that was the gray haired cruise, right? Like you had to be over 50 or older in that, but that's not really what's happening these days. And, and for your adventures, it's young mm-hmm. and old and everybody's all mixed up, but do you have an interesting story about maybe the oldest person you've had, you've client you've had where you've planned a trip for them? Yeah, yeah, we planned a trip for to actually it was to South America for a, a couple. They went with a smaller group, but it was a couple. They were in their mid eighties. I love it. And they, you know, I was a little, uh, I was a little c- kind of concerned when I did when they took them there because they had a lot of things which were you know, interesting things that they wanted to do. Uh, but they did it and we made sure that everything went well. And uh, yeah. That's so fantastic. I personally think that I, anyone can travel anytime, but I think in our 50s, 60s, even in our 70s, like these are prime times. We have our life experience behind us. We often, you know, we may be into a semi-retirement. It's just a time we can get out there and travel but it doesn't have to be just the taking a vacation. A vacation is wonderful. I think that's amazing. We can take really interesting, safe adventure tours. And and I love that you're offering this service. So thank you again. Yeah. We're going to make a second exit. Bye. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before you leave, I'm curious. What pearl of wisdom are you taking away from today's episode? I do hope it held some inspiration or information for you to live your best life. If you are not yet part of our sisterhood, I invite you to join our community by visiting our website, fabulousat50.com, and you'll receive a free copy of our ebook, Make Mind Fabulous, 21 Ways to Energize Your Life. It is packed with loads of tips and tricks. Plus, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Remember, keep choosing fabulous. It's never too late to live the life you deserve. Catch you on the next episode.